재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Once a week we provide some hopefully very useful information to people who are on the newer side of things in Korea or maybe wondering about very specific granular topics. It's called TBS 120 and it's sort of an homage to that phone line that's provided by the Seoul government that you can dial and get information in four different languages for questions you may have. But here to answer questions in the studio, it's Mark Wilson once again. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing all right. A little bit a uh, little bit chilly today, but I'm I'm hanging in there. You've got sort of the fall flannel on yeah, already. Yeah, right. You know, look like you're about to go chop wood for the fire. That's right. Um, so, I mean, a lot of uh, people, a lot of expats get here, they stay here for a while, and they start scratching their head and wondering if, hmm, maybe I could write a book. A lot of them are in the English teaching industry. They say, you know, I could write a better text than this one that we're using, or I've got a fresh new angle. And they start thinking about publishing. So, um, I guess that's what we're going to be talking about today, is how to take that spark of inspiration and make it real. That's right. Um, I mean, it could go ahead and be in the area of uh, English textbooks or ESL, but uh, today we're also going to be pretty much just talking about publishing in general. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go ahead and and consider just publishing your own stuff. And today, um, I, I mean, I've also considered the idea of doing something like publishing, but it turns out to be a lot more complicated than I originally thought. So today is like, TBS 120 hard mode. It's it's not it's not yeah, it's not as easily okay. defined or as simple as some of the other topics we've talked about. Right. But I'm sure, like you've said, some of our listeners they've had the thought of the idea, and I think they yeah deserve to hear about it. Okay, yeah. So for today, the sake of today's TBS 2120, uh, it's more on self publishing, as in the way of putting up your own publishing house and printing out your own books. Uh, not necessarily in the way where you could go ahead and try to find a house publishing company, mm. but that could be an entirely different uh, TBS 120 episode. Okay, so yeah. you're cutting out the middleman completely here, not persuading some established huge publisher to carry your book, but rather to literally bootstrap a book by publishing it yourself. Right. I mean, the the reason why I guess I'm really focused on that because I was very lucky to meet somebody who's going through the process right now. Um, so before we get into all of it, I'm going to allow this next audio clip to let us get us rolling. This is Paul Peck. He currently works for a large publishing company, but on the side, he started his own personal publishing company as well. Let's give him a listen. You know, if you have a certain vision and a certain goal and, and you're willing to just kind of, uh, you know, take the necessary steps, you're going to need a lot of time and you'll probably need a little bit of help patience you're gonna have to invest some of your own money into it yeah i mean there's other people who have started successful businesses in korea i'm just you know i think my particular business is not as quite as high risk as say opening up a restaurant or an academy or something like that because my business is all basically you know it exists on the internet essentially but yeah i think if you are willing to you know, do the research and go through the paperwork process and put in the hours and sacrifice your time and money, then it's it's definitely doable. A little bit of encouragement there from Paul, but he says there is there are some hurdles, so you're going to have to... May I just um, clarify, this is not e-books. This is actual paper books. This is actual, literal paper books that you would sell right off the shelves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... 
again, coming from his viewpoint, not only is it just publishing his stuff, but starting his own company. And I believe there was a previous episode of TBS 120 where they were talking about entrepreneurship and, mm. and startups, right? Uh, but today is really focusing from the publishing standpoint. All right, let's take baby steps here. I've got my book idea. Yeah. I'm ready to write. What do I do? All right. So let's go ahead and get into the aspect that not only do you want to publish your work, but you actually want to create your own publishing company. Mm -hmm. Now, this is pretty much through the advice of Paul. And there aren't really too many great up-to-date resources out there on the internet, because I searched myself, that kind of guide you through this in Korea. One of the, the, the top searches I found from the search engine was from like 2001. Yeah, that's a ways back. That is. So anyways, thanks to Paul, who pretty much went through all the pains and ordeal himself, so I can go ahead and make this wonderful He ought episode. to self-publish a book on self-publishing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. He told me how he went about it, and it was really trial and error. It's a lot of running around, and as he mentioned at times, different offices would give him contradictory or uh, vague statements or frankly, like, wrong ones. Mm. I mean... I'm sure both you and I know, Kurt, that here, okay, uh, when you go to an office or a bank or what have you, some employees would rather give you the, like, the wrong or vague answer than just admit mm. that they... I think that's human nature. Yeah. 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 Uh, rather than admit you don't know something, you just right. kind of, well, mm, I'll give you a half answer. That's right. What's Paul got to say about it? All right. So, yeah, in here, we have a next audio clip, pretty short, and he's going to go ahead and talk about this point. All right. Let's hear that. Because every business is a little bit different, you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. So it's this process of trial and error to where you go to a certain district office and you bring their paperwork with you. It took about three or four months of just running around from different offices and banks and notaries and places like that just to get all the paperwork in place in order to be a legitimate business. I don't want trial and error. I want to imitate Paul. So yeah. tell me exactly what Paul did. Okay, here we go. So please listen up. First, he started out and got an office lease and a lease contract. This mm. is interesting because you can actually get what is called a virtual office. Yeah. To run a business in Korea, you must have a business address. And an alternative yet legal way to do it is through this virtual office. Imagine renting out an office space without actual, literal, physical mm -hmm, space. Mm -hmm. Many times it could even be just a mailing address. Yep. Uh, you go, then go ahead and pay your virtual landlord. You're not, they are not virtual. It's an actual person. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. And they'll even get the phones and answer it like Mark Wilson. Hey, you there know, you go. Kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you go ahead and you pay a monthly rent. Paul said on average it's around 200,000 won a month. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the kind of the deal is uh, you can – it'll be like, you know – You'll have to do it for six months, sign the contract, or about a year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, essentially just renting out a space. Right. And this isn't just for publishing. This goes for any kind of business. Okay, moving on. Then Paul went to his district office. You have to make sure that's the one that matches the vicinity of your office space, okay. virtual or physical. And Paul received his publishing license. Interesting. And that's just a matter of filling out a form? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He then went to the tax office with his now new published license and lease contract to apply for his business license. Okay. Paul then went to the bank to set up an escrow service certificate. This is for online banking. Uh -huh. It allows customers to pay for Paul's work online because nice. a lot of it is online stuff. Okay. He then went back to his district office to get an e-commerce certificate so he could sell things online. Mm -hmm. uh, 
He then went back to the tax office to get his digital tax certificate. He then got his official seal and stamp made. You know how every business has that that stamp. Sure. He then went to the community center, the Jumin Center, and he got his stamp notarized. Mm-hmm. And that that's it. But that's all the paperwork stuff. Okay, so that's uh, the mildly Kafka-esque sort of uh, list of things you have to fill out and obtain. Um, to, to, to set up his business. Right. In essence, he had to make himself legit with a bunch of paperwork, got all of that stuff. But we're not done yet, I presume, because we don't have any books printed. Uh, we are not done yet. So, uh, Paul needed to get his actual work printed and sold. So, he had to go ahead and meet up with a printer. The next clip is his colleague, Charles Yu. And this guy's really interesting because he's involved with the startup community in general. I talked to him about startups with... Um, you know, bars and start up with, uh, you know, restaurants and everything like that. So he kind of knows his, his stuff when it comes mm-hmm. to starting a business. Uh, right now, he's going to talk about finding a printer. Let's hear Charles. First of all, before we even meet the printers, we initially had to do market research on to find who is the best printer uh, for our budgets. Uh, you have to go on a Korean website and do the searching. So we listed up a few places and then compared prices, talked to all of them, eventually decided on one, met up with them, and put the order in for a few thousand books. I mean, that's the minimum. They, they need a minimum because they were also working on a budget and you also have a budget and they don't want to also charge you for one book and then you pay like an extraordinary amount. So each printer has their minimum requirement and I think that's because that's how they do their math and how they optimize their profits. But you can like bargain with them a little. Rather than looking for a discount, I'd say go with quality. That's what we decided to do because the difference is not as much as you think. It will cost. So I guess looking in that perspective, it's always customers first, right? So whatever the customer thinks is better quality, we would just go with that. All right. So you order a print run of your books. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, different areas in Seoul that are, say, famous for selling PC parts mm-hmm. or cameras or even like vintage furniture. Clusters. Right. Exactly. The same goes for printing. It's in Chungmuro. So if you go ahead and you type in Chungmuro uh, with printer or printing printers, you, you should be able to find plenty of hits. That's our old hood, Chungmuro. Yeah. Uh, we could go buy all of those. TBS used to be there. And okay. On the way to work, I would oh. see a lot of print shops there. Oh. I didn't realize that in addition to Myungham and business cards and stuff, they were doing uh, books yeah. in Chungmuro. That's right. Okay, so... <laughs> I've printed my several thousand books. Thousand books now, yeah. I have a friend who did this, and he had like the great wall of books in his apartment. Right. What's the next uh, step to distribute? That's that's funny that you mentioned that because uh, you go ahead and you need to go and find a retailer. But before that, you're going to need a space to put them. You can either, like your friend, have the great wall of books blocking, you know, just stacked up at your house. Mm -hmm. Or you can go ahead and try to rent a warehouse space. And that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, just trying one of those self-store kind of dealies. That's exactly yeah. right. That's right. So we are finally getting to the end. You have your space and you have your books. And what happens is you have to go to a retailer. Mm-hmm. And Paul decided to go to uh, one of the or two of the largest retailers in the country. I'm sure if you can think off the top oh, of your yeah, head. Oh, yeah, easy. There's a couple of big bookstore you names. Could just, the first two names, that's probably exactly Are they approachable? They, 
I'm sorry? Are they approachable? You can, they'll actually take bids from people who just want to randomly sell books like that? Well, here you go. Uh, what you need to do is you go on to their website, and you can actually navigate and find out the process of getting your books sold. It's actually right there on, the, on their website. I see. There. Yeah. The only thing is, it is pretty tough to just try to set up something through email uh, because Paul said, hey, they get thousands mm-hmm. of requests a day. So it was really just a matter of Paul setting up a time, walking in and getting there with his stuff and selling his book. Fair enough. Yeah. So you do have to do a little hustling. You have to get in there and press the flesh a bit and convince these retailers. I was almost expecting you to say that Paul did his uh, entire front end online and then sort of shipped the books, but he's still trying to move them through the conventional brick right, and mortar right. bookstores. And you know what? He said, actually, once you get there, um, it's pretty straightforward. It was kind of like a factory. They're all lined up. And he said the selection process was not really that difficult because okay. these companies, they want to sell as much as they can. I can imagine it comes down to looking and conveying the swagger of a big publishing company, even though you're doing sort of your own self-print run. There you go. That's sort of the art of the deal, so to speak. Mark, thank very much for coming in. Thanks a lot, Kurt. And we'll have another TBS 120 next week. We're back with our global family when Escape returns. <laughs>